Welcome to Soloish, a Washington Post podcast about being unmarried but far from alone. I'm Lisa Bonos. Today we're going to talk about dating in the workplace, tackling such questions as should you do it at all? Once you have and you've broken up, how do you minimize the awkwardness? This is a topic that happens to be near to my heart. Uh, podcast listeners might remember my parents, Nina and Dino Bonos, who were on here a while back talking about how they met in the office in the 1970s. So I grew up kind of thinking that, you know, maybe you do find your soulmate in the place where you also find your paycheck. Journalists seem to date in the workplace a lot. The Washington Post has about 20 or so married couples that work here. And before they were married, they had to be dating, right? Uh, In a few minutes, we're going to sit down with a couple who met in the office in their 20s. But before that, let's chat with Carla Miller, the Washington Post Magazine's work advice columnist. I asked Carla for her best advice on how to decide whether a relationship in the office is a good idea and what to do once you realize it's a bad one. She emphasized something that's maybe easier said than done, separating work from relationship life and if you are dating a coworker, how to keep things relatively separate. Much of what I'm about to say, yeah. for people who really need to hear it, it's going to yeah. go in one ear and out the other. Because uh, of course, it's easy to make good decisions when you're sober. <laughs> when you're drunk, you're a lot less subtle than you think you are. You're a yeah. lot louder than you think you are. And it's kind of the same thing with being in love. I, I've worked in a number of places where people dated Mm -hmm. and broke up, and some of them dated and got married. Some of them dated, broke up, dated somebody else in the company, and continued to work with their exes peacefully, and it was fine. But there are dangers. Um, At the very least, the danger is that your reputation um, is affected by it. Uh, Your professional judgment might get called into question if you're you're not discreet about your relationship and if uh, if you're not careful about how you interact with each other. Um, I, this was actually the topic of the very first column I wrote back mm-hmm. in 2011. I had a question about two coworkers who were falling in love with each other and had been told by their boss that they couldn't act on it, but they really wanted to. And so I said, what, what you need in a work relationship is a firm pair of Ds, discretion and distance. Not necessarily even just geographical distance, mm-hmm. but distance in terms of working on different projects, mm-hmm. uh, maybe moving in different circles, maybe you're, if ideally you're in different departments, so that your paths won't have to cross um, when things are going well or when things are going badly. And that way, if, if it falls apart down the road, you don't have that sort of uncomfortable tension of having to vet each other's projects or having to speak up for each other yeah. or critique each other's work. At the very least, you should try to look outside your own department, if at all possible. Something else to keep in mind is you're only seeing one facet of a person at Mm -hmm. work. You can fall for somebody because you're both working closely together. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's stressful. It's exciting. You're both passionate about the work you're doing. But you're seeing probably what is, in many ways, the best side of that person. The side of the person that's engaged, that's active and outgoing and passionate you don't necessarily know what that person's like off the clock. Yeah. If the person is, you know, is, is sort of around heels, um, is going to run around on you, or the person who seems really well-groomed and put together at work could be a complete slob at home. Or the person who's really nice to you outside the workplace, in the workplace, might actually not be a good performer hmm. um, or might not have the best ethics. Yeah. So one thing you can do when you're considering whether to enter a relationship is pay attention to that person's reputation. Find out what, what's being said about this person. Is, is he or she considered to be reliable and trustworthy, a good worker? 
Um, or is this person known to cut corners um, and and slack off on their work? Or is this a person who's known for dating subordinates, for example? Try to compartmentalize as much as you can your personal life and your work life. This is one one time when having firm boundaries between work and personal is, is really important. Um, try to avoid spending a lot of time together alone um, behind closed doors or having mm-hmm. meetings in one person's office or the other. Even if you're just having innocent conversations, um, people pick up on that. That's the sort of thing that people start to notice. When uh, when you're communicating with each other, no schmoopy emails. Yeah. No no little romantic notes and asides and jokes and winkies and, and, and heart emoticons and whatnot, because that will follow you to your grave. There's a couple here that are married, and I was friends with the woman, and she was had mentioned her boyfriend, and I think maybe months later I was like, now who's this boyfriend? I've, I've never, like, I didn't realize that they worked together, and she sat near me, and they never, he wouldn't come by her desk. They, like, would leave the office separately. They got engaged, and that's when I found out that he also was a coworker, and I thought, like, that they did a really good job of keeping it separate, and um, and perhaps that's part of the reason it worked out for them. I, I have I have a success story like that, actually. Uh, my supervisor was dating someone who worked in our office, had worked actually under her, which mm-hmm. made it even extra dicey. I did not know they were a couple until she came into my office one day and said, I want you to know I'm leaving the company. Oh, and I'm marrying. And she said his oh, name, wow. and my jaw hit the floor. He had left the company. <laughs> He'd left the company. They'd been seeing each other for over a year. They were yeah. living together. I wow. had... No clue. And I'm I'm fairly self-absorbed. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to what's going on around my desk. But I never would have guessed if she hadn't told me. They, Again, they were living together. They had a relationship, but they were very careful about how they conducted themselves. Mm-hmm. As you said, they didn't leave work or come to work together, yeah. even though they lived in the same place. And uh, when she had to have meetings with him about work matters, she always made sure she had somebody else in the room with them taking part in the conversation. So there were no, I mean, maybe other people suspected, but I, for one, was completely clueless. just chatted with Carla about what to watch out for when you're considering dating a coworker and all the things that could potentially go wrong. So next, I wanted to sit down with two coworkers who got it right. My colleagues, Amy Joyce. Hello. Uh, who runs the On Parenting blog at the Washington Post. And Stephen Ginsburg. Hi, Lisa. Hi, who's a senior <laughs> politics editor at the Post. And you two met at the Post 20 years ago? Yes. We think 20 years ago. About that. Seems right. (laughs) (laughs) We can't be that old, but that is about how long ago. (laughs) So I didn't know you then. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what you were doing at that time (laughs) and how you met, how it started? Sure. Uh, We were both uh, essentially mailroom employees at that time. (laughs) Amy was uh, daytime. She answered the phones for the national section. And I worked nighttime. And I... Mm -hmm did almost nothing. And um, (laughs) I basically passed around the newspaper around the building at a time when we all had newspapers. And uh, I saw her there. And that's how we met. We talked after that. Do you remember meeting Stephen for the first time? Very specifically. I sort of saw him around the newsroom. Mm -hmm. um, And it was, there were a bunch of us copy aides who had just graduated from college. So we were all sort of the same age. And and sort of doing the same thing. And all of us wanted to be journalists. Mm-hmm. And so we sort of all interacted. And I remember seeing him around the newsroom. But 
Um, he actually <laughs> came up to my desk one weekend. I was still in college. Um, and he came up to my desk and he asked me out. And he just was just like that. Just like that, which is now which that is I, the only time in my life I've ever just like that. It's very unlike him. And I remember sitting next to, uh, at the time, my colleague and friend, another news aide, Jenny Baker, and we sort of joked about it and like, oh my gosh, did you see how much he was blushing? And uh, she still mentions that every now and then. And for the record, Amy did not go out with me. <laughs> I want to know. What you, oops. <laughs> did you ask her to do a specific thing or you just went up to her and was like, would you go out with me? Because when would you go out? You worked opposite schedules, right? Like, right. But we were Yeah, I hadn't young. really gamed it all out like that. It <laughs> yeah. just, seemed like, just seemed like I wanted to go out with her. And so I asked. I awkwardly stumbled over my words and he got my telephone number. You actually called me, I, I think. I did actually call. And, and Is this turned- back in the days? of landlines the landlines <laughs> yes. i still remember sitting in yeah. my apartment and my four roommates sitting around all like whisper laughing as i was <laughs> on the phone with him stumbling over why i couldn't go out with him and i did have a boyfriend at the time yes oh. although that's not why you cited not going out with me <laughs> i felt like and i don't know maybe it's just me i was like is he actually asking me out on a date and i don't want to mm-hmm. be presuming that that's what he's doing so i didn't say well well i have a boyfriend oh okay because i was thinking he in- could just be friendly yeah which is weird looking back on it yeah (laughs) you said no how did you eventually go out what happened uh we just became friends at work and we we continued to do a lot of things together and um over the course of months, Amy eventually broke up with her boyfriend. And, <laughs> Which um, Stephen called. Uh, I did predict that, yes. Um, and uh, we were just friends. We were friends for a long time. And, and then it was fairly obvious after a while that we were more than friends. Yeah. And, and at that point, we went out. I sort of always knew that the way I was going to do it was being friends first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and Stephen and I just got close and very comfortable with each other and I never did well just going out on dates. Um, I did it, but it never – I just didn't like it at all. And so Stephen and I – so he tried the other approach, I guess. I played the long game after that. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked. And you guys were in your 20s at the time? Yeah. Yeah, I was a senior in college when we first met. And you were – I was right out of college. I would have been 22. Okay. So was it your first time dating somebody in, in a workplace? Yes, because it was our first workplace. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any concerns about what m- might go wrong? I think. Well, actually, yeah, because we were both when we started dating in the business section, and I remember Jill Dutt was the editor, and you and I had been dating, and then I got a job as a two-year intern in the um, Woodbridge, Virginia bureau, which is where you were also based. You were a metro reporter at that point. Yeah. I I think initially it wasn't a big issue. And once we were dating, not everyone knew we were dating. Yeah. And Amy and I, uh, she with the business section and and me with the metro section, were both assigned to the same bureau. There were only four people there. Okay. And Amy and I were two of them. So then that would be obvious. That, yeah. Sort of. (laughs) I mean, some people still didn't pick up on it. I mean, we were, you know, technically in different sections with different bosses and all that. So but we pretty much shared a cubicle. Yeah. But I mean there was there was some technical separation. Yeah. Um I mean I you know it cuts both ways. That four person bureau in Woodbridge, Virginia was not the greatest place in the world to be. And <laughs> yeah. it was great to have Amy there. Yeah. And uh I don't know. It it seemed like it it worked fine. Right. But we yeah. did end up telling the two other poor people who were in the office because we thought this would get really awkward if they started saying to me, oh, can you believe how annoying Stephen is or something, right, and then yeah, later found that. out we were together. Yeah, And I think <laughs> I ended up telling my boss just so she knew because I 
thought, what if this comes back to bite us later mm-hmm. in some Smart. way? But, um, yeah, you had more concerns than I did. I don't yeah. remember what they were. Exactly. Which is typical of the two of us, I think. <laughs> Steve has always been the relaxed one. There was a time when we had started dating and he was the editorial aide in business and mm-hmm. I was passing faxes around or doing something and the guy who was sitting next to him said, hey, I think that girl has a crush on you. And we had been dating for a long time. <laughs> You're like, that's point. my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, reporters aren't quite as good at reporting as they think they are. <laughs> um, and, you know, when we were talking to Carla before, she mentioned that if you are going to have a relationship in the workplace, you should try to keep some distance and discretion. But if you're sitting next to each other, like in the same right. bureau, that's hard to do. Do you ever think about arriving at the office at different times or were you conscious of how much time you were spending together? <laughs> we really liked spending time together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and honestly, as the years have gone on and we've had kids and life mm-hmm. gets busy and awkward sometimes, not awkward, but just kind of crazy, we will say, hey, you know, let's go get tea. And it's so nice to just run downstairs or run upstairs and say, let's go grab a cup of coffee so we can actually sit down and have a real conversation in the midst of our our crazy lives. People sometimes say to us, aren't you sick of each other? You work in the same building. You yeah. are in the same industry. And um, and But no, <laughs> we're not. We'll have lunch sometimes on Mondays because we'll end a weekend and realize that we didn't actually see each Aww. other all that much. <laughs> so like you, you, you turn into the next week and it's like, oh, wow, you know, back at work for a week and you haven't really spoken because kids and yeah. games and other things like that. Yeah. So it is nice that way. Yeah, no, I I think probably a lot of a reason why a lot of journalists end up right. marrying colleagues is that you're working all the time. And so right. another journalist might understand a journalist's schedule more than a right. normal person. It's kind of a cultish industry. So you understand each other more. And yeah, you have a lot of the same interests. Yeah, I'm forever grateful that Amy understands my schedule because it gets pretty crazy with elections and primaries and debate nights and State of the Union. And, you know, I I work past midnight somewhat regularly, and that's an unusual thing to do. Yeah. So do you talk about the office at home or do you try to limit that? Well, we'll definitely talk about this podcast later. (laughs) (laughs) What did we just do? Uh, uh, We do, yeah. I mean, that's another perk of it. You know, we know all the same people and – not that we're sitting around gossiping about people, but... No, but I mean, you know, you share your story from the day, you know the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you know the ins and outs. Sometimes we ask each other for advice or I'll say, hey, I was thinking about running this piece, and yeah. but it's making me, you know, and feel a certain way. What do you think? And um, so it's like having a, a built-in colleague. Well, we are built-in colleagues. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> So with this 20 years of experience that you have, do you have any advice to listeners out there who might be considering doing the same thing? When they don't know Hmm. what's going to happen at the end, right? right? I would say, and maybe this is just the way we are, but don't overthink it. Like, if you like a person, you like a person, you know, and and you fall in love and that happens and um, you just sort of make the situations around you work so you can be with this person. Um, and I think if there were ever any issues, we felt comfortable talking about them. I don't remember sitting there and thinking like, oh, God, it's going to be so awkward if we break up. Yeah. I mean, I guess that could have always been a possibility. Yeah, I don't remember thinking that either, actually. Like yeah. your mom says, when you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if you work in the same place. Maybe it was because you guys met when you're so young. Right. Like, and you hadn't, hadn't seen other couples in the workplace fall up, like get together and fall apart. Yeah. Everybody was sort of 
much I mean, more relaxed about it then, I think. Yeah. I mean, the obvious thing you have to watch out for is whether someone thinks you're doing something out of a favor yeah. to someone you like. Yeah. Right. You know? And we had um, a situation where we crossed over jobs a couple times. Yeah. I was in the business section doing a workplace column, and then Amy got that job when I moved out of that job. And um, it wasn't directly related, but I could have mm-hmm. been in a situation where someone asked me, do you think she should get that yeah. job? And, you know, you have to be upfront about your relationship and things like that. You don't want anybody thinking someone didn't earn it just yeah. because you're having a relationship. And obviously it would be a lot different if we weren't peers at the same level. If, yeah. You know, one of us was a manager. Yeah. No, we've talked about many, that. Many, many disasters that way. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was – I mean, we were similar ages, similar levels stages in our careers when we met. And so I think that was a lot easier. And now you do things that are so different that so different. You don't really overlap <laughs> yeah, so much. It's right? weird now. I mean, being on a different floor feels like we work in a completely different city, you know, yeah. compared to what it used to be. Yeah. And uh I mean we see each other throughout the day a little bit. Sometimes. There are many days we go without seeing each other. Yeah. But people walk you know, we have obviously a lot of mutual friends yeah. and so you get a lot of sort of secondary contact that way. That's true. <laughs> yeah. People will often come tell me what my wife is thinking, <laughs> what she's working on. You that's know. nice. Yeah. You have like a whole room of marriage counselors. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> one way to look at something it. something about a story I wrote and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, that must mean Amy's mad at you, Stephen. Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> There's there something a, just like that happened recently. Yeah. I mean, Amy writes about parenting issues and, it, you know, there'll be a headline like, yes, uh, your husband can clean the house too. And, <laughs> um, you know, suddenly I'll get a, several emails from my colleagues saying, hey, maybe you should go home early tonight, Stephen. <laughs> Is this about you? Um, so you deal with that. But um, I don't know. We've been here a long time. People know us pretty well. So yeah. there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of problems with that. I'd yeah. say there's more perks than problems at this point. Yeah. But if you think about it, our wedding had two of our colleagues made our wedding cake. They oh, wanted wow. to try it. And then they wrote about it in the Washington Post magazine. Uh-uh. And Thanks. Dave Nakamura made a Washington Post page for us and did a toast. Like, it was, without meaning to be, it was sort of work-centric, yeah. our wedding itself, yeah. which is kind of funny. Okay, so you can both never leave. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll let you go so that you can, Stephen, so that you can go home and clean the house. Yeah, right. clearly I need to <laughs> get right on um, that. <laughs> thank you both for coming on. Sure. And Thanks. we'll catch you next time. All right, thank Thanks. you, Lisa. So Amy and Steven are pretty adorable, right? Not every workplace relationship ends with working happily together side by side for 20 years and getting lunch on a weekly basis. Let's bring Carla back on for some advice on how to navigate a relationship when it doesn't work out. You want to be discreet uh, after a breakup. Avoid bad-mouthing each other. Um, However much you may be hurt, you have to remember to keep that compartmentalization and this is another reason when you're actually dating, try to avoid bad-mouthing your coworkers. If the relationship ends, even though you dated this person, it doesn't mean you have to put up with bad behavior. Just because you dated the person doesn't mean you have to continue to put up with it, and it's something that you should take up with HR. Yeah. If you're both professional and mature and you've conducted yourselves in that manner throughout the relationship, the breakup will be a little bit easier. You can continue to focus on business, try not to have contact with each other unless it's Mm work-related, be polite, uh, use use your best manners, try not to take things personally. If you see things in an email and you think, what did he mean by that? Try try to 
create that distance again and sort of detach yourself. And it at some point, if it gets too difficult, you may have to um, actually literally detach yourself from the department or from the job and sever those ties. Well, thanks for joining us. Listeners out there, if you have questions for Carla, you can email her at wpmagazine at washpost.com or send her a note on Twitter at Carla at work. Let's go for a walk. I'm going to venture outside and talk to some strangers about whether they would date a coworker. Nice to meet you, Lisa. <laughs> so have you ever dated a coworker? No, I've never dated a coworker. If you're in a relationship at work, while I could see the advantages of it, you know, um, you can plan the vacations at the same time. Uh, you can take off at the same time. Probably it would look weird with your coworkers knowing that both of them took off. You know, m- most people would agree with me that you need that personal space whenever you're dating someone. Otherwise, it's almost like you're married right off the bat. Exactly. You don't have that space that you need when you're dating and getting to know someone. Would you ever date a coworker? No, I, that's something I try to avoid. And I feel like in my jobs, I haven't had that opportunity. I don't know. I, I guess I work with more women than men. I don't know. Basically, we broke up and had to see each other still every other day. It's probably not worth it if you don't see anything long term, but it could be if they can remain cool after they break up or whatever, you know, it could work. So if not, I, I would still not recommend it, though. Here's one young man who has dated a coworker. Um, It's not good. It's not for everybody. And if it doesn't work out, it becomes really awkward. In my case, I left. I couldn't I couldn't bear it because, it, you know, I'm a guy. If it's too awkward, I feel uncomfortable. I walk away. much for joining us. If you want to share your own stories about dating in the workplace, get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm at Lisa Bonos. And if you're liking the podcast, recommend it to your friends and rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next time.